Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Hi, and welcome to Positive Podcast. In this episode, I'm joined with Azif Mohammed. Azif is the owner and CEO of Main Course Associates, an investor, turnaround specialist, financial advisor, an entrepreneur, and has also been featured in many, many news articles and magazines. In this podcast, we talk about motivation, mindset, success, entrepreneurship, Azif's story of how he got into his business work and his past and the trials and tribulations that he faced to get to where he is today. I really hope you take a lot of value from this episode and enjoy. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Tuning in, trying to find out how to win. Go along and tell a friend. Marathon, you know the game. Keep on running, never end. Getting better, make a man. Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it. Parsivity, 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 Tune in. Azif, it's uh, it's great to have you on the podcast today. How are you doing? Thank you very much. I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. Yourself? No, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, I'm very good. Thank you. It's um, it's a good day today, and it, you know, I'm I'm really humbled, you know, to have you on the podcast. And um, yeah, thrilled to be here. Thank you for having me. Hopefully, we can add some value to your uh, to your listeners. Yeah. No. Exactly. And. Um, yeah, so I just kind of like thought I'd start by kind of, uh, you know, kind of asking you how you can get, kind of got into what you do and like, you know, a bit of your backstory. Yeah, indeed. Um, look, I, I, I was uh, born and raised in Pakistan. I was born back in the 80s. Um, you know, uh, it, it's, it's effectively a wonderful country, but it's a developing country. Uh, and I was, you know, I grew up there with, with my family, fairly humble beginnings. Um I always wanted to be a cricketer, you know, back home, this is a big thing. It's a, it's a passion that people have. Um, but unfortunately I had a pretty terrible um, accident uh, quite when I was quite young. Um, and so that almost started my entrepreneurial journey, if you like. So I decided if I'm not going to be a sportsman, uh, what else can I do to have a positive impact? Um, 
And so basically I started my first business at the age of eight. Uh, so entrepreneurship kind of pretty much runs in my veins as it were, uh, you know, in school and uh, carried on from there. Um, uh, you know, at, at the age of 17, uh, pretty much against my dad's wishes, who wanted me to be an engineer, I decided to pack up my suitcase with a couple of thousand pounds, uh, which was, which I borrowed from him. Um, and I came to England um, for higher studies and, you know, uh, new life. And uh, unfortunately, I had a pretty horrid uh, time in the first week or two, you know, that money was stolen from me, the, all my belongings practically were stolen from me, um, had to pretty much uh, live on streets for a bit, sleep on the streets quite rough and all that. Um, be as it may, you know, uh, had a dream, had a vision um, of what I wanted to do and uh, giving up kind of didn't feel right until at least I, you know, given it my best shot. So, you know, I started looking for work. I, I think I, during that time, did four to five different jobs. Uh, you know, that was a quite a challenging few months. Put myself through uni. And, you know, when I came out the other end, uh, you know, thankfully, life's been quite kind. But a lot of that's to do with, you know, a successful mindset, um, positive mindsets, always being grateful, even in challenging times, um, and actually making a, a, making a conscious, concerted decision and effort to be successful and to at least prove to myself of what I can be and should be. So yeah, that's the backstory. Uh, these days, you know, I'm an owner um, of multiple businesses um, and I'm an investor. Uh, serial entrepreneurship, as I said earlier, runs in, in, in the veins. So um, I run a, an international consulting business, um, which um, has offices now in the UK, Spain, Italy, Netherlands, and soon to be in the US as well. Uh, we've got an aim to have offices in around 20 odd countries and I'm on myself um, a personal quest of um, getting over a hundred million dollar mark by the time 2025 rolls around. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. And I think as well, like what you said at the beginning, um, you know, like your dad's kind of wanted you to do different things and, you know, you like borrowed that money and then, you know, saw different things you know that you kind of wanted and you you know just took that step into it you know into the unknown you know it's a big leap isn't it you know especially at that age you know uh, not many people you know make that that jump and you know like I said people took your money and you know you were sleeping rough and you know you had to you know turn it around and uh you know through all that kind of you know those difficult scenarios and um you know a lot of people you know kind of would have probably gone back home or you know, for I can't do it. And I think it's great that, you know, you stayed in that place and, you know, you wanted to see a better future for yourself. And I think that's something that, you know, you, you're, you know, you're on that pursuit of. And I think, you know, you're, you know, your business is now and, you know, you're growing that. And I think, like you said, it gives you that drive, doesn't it? And that kind of momentum and motivation when you've been in certain places. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, when we talk about entrepreneurship and, you know, success in business, you know, I always say that, first of all, you got to do, you got to do something that inspires you. You know, my dad's a successful civil engineer. It's not something I had any interest or passion for. And so it would have been wrong of me to do so. Now, a lot of people would have probably conformed. Um, and I always, you know, I, I think one of my, my grandmas told me about this, that the worst thing you can be is average. 
you know, to yourself. That, that's just literally the worst thing you can be. And so when you conform, when you're doing things that you're not passionate about, but somebody else wants you to do, then actually the reality is you'll end up being average because there is no drive, there's no passion and inspiration behind it. So that was the one thing. And the other point was that, you know, having this big vision that, you know, I, I said that if I've made that journey and came to another country, you know, you can't just give up just at the first hurdle. You know, these storms, these storms are there to strengthen you, um, you know, and you've got to persist. You know, you, if you have faith, I always say that you will persist. You know, if you didn't have faith, is just another word for persistence, actually. Uh, and so I had the belief in my ability. And, and I said to myself that I'm not giving up until uh, at least I can see myself in the mirror and say, look, hey, I gave it my best shot. And it didn't work. That's a different matter. But that wasn't my best shot. So I was just going to carry on, which I did. So I'm, and I'm, I'm glad I did. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think like you said as well, like your grandma mentioned to you, um, you know, to not be average. And I think like, you know, I think like, like as human beings, we have, you know, that innate ability to be more than kind of what we might perceive ourselves to, you know, to become or, I mean, to be or, what people tell us to be i think you know we have this kind of like you said this inner power to you know become successful to have a business to to do well in life and i think like you said to do with that like that kind of success mindset and what what that what kind of makes that kind of mindset you know yeah i think i think that's exactly it really it's it's sort of understanding that you know we're all self-made but only the successful ones will admit it is, is really the point here. And, um, you know, the reality is you've, you've, you've just got to sit down and, and, and have, a, have a plan. I mean, until and unless you've, you come up with a big vision, unfortunately, life will just be, you know, going from one end to another. I, I think there's a, I don't know who this quote is by, but somebody said that, you know, a lot of people just tiptoe through life, hoping to make it successfully to death, which is a really sad state of affairs. And the reason this happens is because people don't sit down to make a concerted effort to think and think purposefully. Now, mental activity is not thinking, right? So you're actually going to literally sit down and, and engage your higher faculties that we have, you know. Um, and once you do that, you start to see a better future, not just for yourself, but also for others. You know, we came to this world, we've got a limited amount of time you know, do you really just want to be another statistics, you know, this guy was born and then he died on that date? I mean, that's pretty shocking to me, really. And so, you know, what are you going to make out of your life? Um, when you ask yourself that question and sit down and do some proper thinking on that, you know, all the good stuff and all the bad stuff that has happened, uh, you'll find it was all quite essential to get you to where you are today so that you can move forward. But you've got to think it first, you know, and, and, and that's, I suppose, you know, my, my starting point for people would be you got to sit down and think first and only then can you build a successful mindset. Mm. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And I think like you said, uh, you know, that, that, that thinking and getting to that space where you can just kind of tune into yourself and really think about, like I said, like mental activity is different, isn't it? You know, thinking I need to do X, Y, Z and this yeah. and that. It's kind of, a, it's, a bit, it's a bit like a pinball. And, you know, like you said, if you just sit down and like you and you know, look at where you want to be going, isn't it? Having that vision, having some sort of plan um, and kind of know where you want to drive towards because it's like, you know, I suppose, I don't, I don't know if you play golf, I'm not, I've never really played golf too much, but I suppose, you know, it's like when you hit a golf ball, you, you need to be looking at where it's, that direction is going to go in. 
if you're if you're not looking where it's going, then it, it fly this way or that way. So yeah. I agree. I think it's it's really important. Yeah, and you know, I mean, talking about talking about the sort of you know mindset. I suppose what we what we should perhaps do is you know starting point would be to you know for, for people to ask themselves what is success to you because success i suppose to a lot of people is different you know unfortunately very incorrectly in our society we end up thinking or in the world that we live in today we end up thinking that just because you make money you may be successful that's ridiculous really in my opinion you know uh, making money is not the result of success you know um uh, this is not how things sort of work. You've got to have a big vision, a goal, you know, something that you want to make a dent in the world for. And then, yeah, money follows and that's all cool. Um, but but really, you've got to define success. Now, I was fortunate enough, I have to say, to, to be mentored by some incredible mentors. I mean, perhaps the best one for me is, is Bob Proctor, who certainly made me realize that, you know, you, there's a different way of looking at success. There's a holistic way of looking at success. And his definition, uh, which I think he got from Earl Nightingale, was that, you know, success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. And so there are quite a few words in that. So, you know, success is a progressive realization of a worthy ideal. So number one, you're going to have a worthy ideal. It's going to be a big bloody vision, something that gets you moving, that ends up being your moral compass. And then progressive realization, which means that you're continuously moving towards it. And you may be making small, slow steps, but as long as it's progressive, that's cool, you, that you're successful. And eventually you will get to that place wherever you're trying to get to. So I think that's the starting point, having that compass. Then you've got to, you know, think through, come up with a plan and start to get moving in that direction. Um, so what I did for myself was I sat down, I realized that, then I said, okay, well, what is the decision? What, what, what's my roadmap? And the first point was that I had to decide to then follow it. And quite often what we end up finding is that, you know, you may start on a thing, but because it isn't a committed decision, you give up quite quickly. This is one of the reasons why most people's um, new year resolutions fail within the first month, because it's not really a committed decision. Uh, committed decision means you're not going to do anything else. This is it. There is no turning back. You're doing it. So I made a committed decision to say, I'm going to be successful and I'm going to do everything in my capacity to do it. So when those tough times come, your moral compass, which is your worthy ideal, is still inspiring you and helping you drive towards it. Yeah, no, no, exactly. And I think I, I completely agree with what you, what you just mentioned. And um, I think, like you said, Success is this very, um, you know, it's like, what is success? And as you said, it's that kind of, uh, um, that worthy ideal, isn't it? You know, there's something higher behind, you know, the money uh, yeah. in, and, and all that in between. I think, you know, that, that money comes with it. It's like an accessory, isn't it? And if, you know, like it's that value that you might want to provide, there's got to be something greater than just that thing, isn't there? And I think, in society people usually see the kind of tip the iceberg of you know well they're they've got a nice car they've got a house oh that must be success and it's you know they're, they're probably you know they're like I said parts of it but that's not like the core thing is it that that kind of is the driving force and I think that's something that people need you know like I said to, to find out 
and to know that, like you said, it, there's more to it than just that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think you've also got to understand that, by the way, social media doesn't help these days because we see all of this constant um, mm. feed of people with kind of borrowed cars and, you know, go to showroom and take a couple of pictures and suddenly we think, oh my God, this, this person's successful. You've got to look beyond that, number one. The other thing really is that it, it appears to me as though um, we get taught uh, from a very young age, unfortunately, and the society, this is all part of society's conditioning, which I know we'll come to later on when we talk about mm. paradigms and all that sort of stuff. Mm, mm. Um, what, what ends up happening is society almost ends up conditioning you to go out and get, you know, they, they always say, oh, he's such a go-getter, you know, he's, he, you know, he does all of this and, or she does all of this and stuff. You know, we're not, we're not trained to go out and give, right? Um, and yet we know that the person that gets the most amount of service gets the most amount of rewards, right? Um, and so that's the first point. And the second point about, you know, owning things. I mean, I always say, you know, yeah, things are nice to have and stuff, but you don't just get those things because of the things. You have them because of how they make you feel, right? And so if you have a much higher purpose, then, you know, those things can be there, they may not be there, it's neither here nor there, but that purpose is driving you. And the feeling that you get, I think it's Bill Gates or his mom said to him that, you know, when you're chasing that dream, it's not what you get, but what you end up becoming, that's the real win, right? The higher awareness that you end up achieving is the, is the real win here. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And like you said, um... It's it's like you know what you're giving, isn't it? You know, you know the person who's like you know serving, you know, like says the rewards. And I think like you know a lot of it comes down to as well like that that link with happiness, is, isn't there? You know, giving like happiness is linked with success and things like that. One hundred percent, actually. Interestingly, I've always said that um, you know the road to success and the road to happiness are actually the two lanes of the same highway, pretty much. Um, and so you will you will end up getting and not just superficial happiness, you know, it will give you internal happiness, you know, you'll actually have peace within that serenity, state of serenity and calmness. Uh, and that, as I said, doesn't come from just owning things that comes from accomplishing something. Yeah, yeah, no, no, definitely. And I think that's something I definitely like, like feel, you know, with podcasting and doing this, like, I, I love doing this. I love, you know, connect, connect with people and, you know, like I'm not, I don't make, you know, I don't make anything from it yet. And, you know, I, I enjoy it far more than doing a job that I don't like and I'm being paid eight or nine pounds or however much an hour, you know? And yeah. I think if you're doing something, you know, for free or, you know, you're not being paid, then you kind of, you kind of know, don't you? you kind of it taps into something if you, you're just doing it, you know, I bet like in the work that you do, you know, you must, you know, you love it and you enjoy it and, it's not like I said, it's not about just you know the money and, and everything else, is it's having that you know passion for what you're doing. What I find interesting, um, Adam, is that um when you're doing something that just makes you feel alive, uh, yeah. you know, that's that you're really passionate about, um yeah. money almost doesn't matter for that. You know, I, I've mm. quite often said, and this this was a lesson that was drilled into me by my mentor, Bob Proctor, that mm. you know, you earn money from different sources. If you're doing the thing that you absolutely love uh, just for money, then you should stop doing it because you should do that of how it makes you feel, as you just said earlier. It, feels, it makes you feel great. You connect with incredible... You, you end up meeting... 
Sorry, they could, the, uh, the audio one there, Azif. Hello? Oh, sorry, it just, it just cuts out of a set for literally a second. Is this okay? Yeah, it's okay now. Yeah, sorry. Um, you said think, Bob Proctor said something. Yeah, so, so, you know, one of the lessons he drilled into me um, was around the fact that money can be earned by a hundred different sources. The thing that you love to do is the bit that should just really be the driving force. That's your contribution to the world. Now, if that if that ends up giving you the financial reward, great. But if it doesn't, you shouldn't just give up on that passion because the money can be earned by lots of different sources. So yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely love uh, what I do. You know, we, we help turn around people's businesses. We help invest in incredible businesses. And mm. entrepreneurship, I've always said, is just, uh, it's something I encourage everybody. I mean, I, I really think it should be part of the curriculum, really. You, you, we need mm. to, the next generation, we need them. You look, some people just have it in, innately in them. But then mm -hmm. you, you need to still learn systems and procedures. But, you know, entrepreneurship is about, um, you know, bringing about positive change. You know, mm -hmm. entrepreneurs are change agents. They fix real world problems. And, you know, what when you're doing um, that, it really, really makes you feel alive. And, you know, mm -hmm. you, you would willingly trade your life for it if you had to. Mm. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I think, like you said, it kind of does need to be put into the curriculum at some stage, um, you know, so people kind of learn about it. And, you know, there's so much growth, you know, like in that area, isn't there as well? And you're providing, you know, value. And like you said, a change agent, you yeah. know, not just like to your own life, but, you know, to the lives of other people. And, you know, you think of like, you know, these big companies like, um, you know, that, that serve, you know, like, yeah, you know, and they provide a service to other people and other people benefit from it. Yeah. Well, I think Google's a classic example, really. And it's, uh, it's mm. a, you know, whatever your personal beliefs about something, the fact that they created something and gave it to people to use for free, uh, you know, is, is, is a fabulous thing. Um, mm. And so, yeah, I mean, ultimately, this is what we want. You know, we want people to understand that they that we all have this innate sense in us. I think you started off by saying that, you know, we all have this thing in us that wants to express in a greater way. You know, if we run, we want to run faster. If we jump, mm. we want to jump higher. If we have a business, we want it to grow and stuff. Um, you know, behind my desk in my office, I've got a little statement written, which keeps me on. Yeah. Track, which is that yeah. If it's not growing, it may already be dead. And so mm. you've, you've got to be working on something, whatever that is, um, towards growth, uh, because mm. ultimately that's the life. That's the purpose of life. You know, the, the purpose of life is literally growth. Mm. Yeah, no, completely. And I think that's a really like strong statement to have and strong, uh, you know, kind of um, quote. To, to keep to keep nearby and i think especially like when you say you know you've been through certain things and you can kind of see i don't know look back probably a year a year ago or five years ago and you can see that growth and that in, in, and you know where you was there and where you are now and those things in between that kind of like you know all add to that don't they and i think there's it's not like that straight in our road it's like a bit like a graph isn't it there's there's ups and downs and pitfalls and you know peaks and I think, you know, it's better to live in that way than just kind of on that straight and narrow path. I mean, it's like you said, when you're, when you're older, what, what is it that you want to like look at, look back at and what you've done, isn't it? And, and how you provide a value and things like that. That's actually a very interesting point uh, you made. You know, one of the, one of the things I love to speak to, uh, to, to people about, whether that's in my, in my team at work or with, with my friends and families, that 
uh, it doesn't matter what age you are today, especially if you're in, 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 you know, in your youth, like, like we yeah, are. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I love to ask people, hey, um, have you sat down and thought about um, how you want to retire? You know, mm. now, I use the word retire very loosely. I don't, by retirement, I don't really mean you should completely stop working and stuff. I mean, personally, I don't yeah. know why anybody would ever want to completely retire, yeah. um, especially if you love what you do. But say, you know, let's say the age is 65 or 67. Um, how much money have you decided to be worth? Interestingly, you very often get blank stares because people don't do any thinking about that. And so uh, this is one of those things that, you know, if you if you don't, decide to drive from London to Nottingham, you're not going to pick up the map of seeing how to go from London to Nottingham. So you're going to make that decision first. Similarly, in order to, you know, get to your, uh, you know, uh, older age or senior age, you've got to think today, what do you want to be worth so that you can then learn the rules of how to be successful and how to be worth that much money or whatever it is that drives you. Um, and, and so that's, it brings quite an interesting point that one of the reasons that people get to that age and they then end up relying on um, someone else for life's necessities, such as state pension, all that sort of stuff, uh, is because very few people seldom do, you know, proper thinking on the subject matter. Um, you know, what is it that you want to be worth at that age or at any age, frankly? Now, I learned from a very young age that uh, and it was a great lesson that life really revolves in in decades in, in you know you kind of the real changes happen in 10 year cycles you know if you look through your life if I look through my life I'm in my mid-30s now you know the first five years you're just learning to walk and eat and all that sort of stuff you know from 5 to 15 15 to 25 25 to 35 some major major changes have happened in that 10 year period and this is very interesting to remember, you know, as this 2020 decade was starting a year ago, it sounds like a uh, long time ago now because of this COVID and so on. But uh, as this was happening, I sat down and I wrote down goals for 2025 and 2030, what I wanted to be worth, how sort of I wanted to expand my business, the change and impact, the positive impact we wanted to make on the world. Um, and, you know, I, I planned that out. And, you know, interestingly, COVID has been challenging um, for a lot of businesses, but actually we were able to, because we were thinking and planning on a 10-year cycle, we were able to pivot accordingly. And we've had a fantastic year actually overall. Um, but again, we sat down, we had a big vision, we planned it, we thought through it. And this is the lesson for everybody to think that, look, you need to be, you need to think what you want to be achieving in your decades or years or whatever. And um, you need to try and plan in 10 year cycles. Don't just do one year or six months because it's, it, it doesn't give you the right perspective. Mm. Yeah, no, that's really powerful. And I think like you said, you know, like these cycles and, you know, how, how, how you grow in that time and, and how, you know, we should plan. And I think like you said, one, one, you know, if you say plan 10 years or, you know, like five and 10 years, you kind of have like this kind of like vision and this kind of like, you know, it, it's clear, isn't it? You kind of have to have that clear clearness on, you know, what you're moving towards to manifest that into your life and see those actions, isn't it? It's like, if you was to say, probably I'm going to build five houses, you can't, you can't just go and build those houses, can you? You have to plan on how you're going to set out to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And 
once you make that decision, interestingly, the way will start, the way will be shown. What tends to happen, I find, is that you know you you may want to do something. Uh, by the way, it doesn't just happen from click of click of a finger. So you you the very first point is you got to think it. I think Mary Morrissey, he, he she sort of said it that, uh, and, and maybe Robin Sharma as well that. Um, everything's created twice, once in your mind and then in reality. So it, it needs to happen here first. And um, then you start to make the right choices. And what ends up happening is you end up meeting the right people. So, you know, there's, there's this quote that, you know, go as far as you can see. When you get there, you'll see how to go further. So you don't mm. have to climb the whole mountain in one jump. You, you know, you have pivot points, you have certain landmarks that you need to get to. So the best way of explaining this is, you know, having a big vision and a big purpose, and then breaking that down in small, you know, understandable and achievable chunks of goals. That this is I've I've got to here now. I've got to get there now. I've got to get there and so on. So therefore, when you map it out on this decade that I explained on a ten-year cycle, you will see that you'll always be moving towards your goal, your worthy ideal, as we said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's definitely key, and I think. You know, like breaking it down in those chunks, isn't it? You know, having that plan, but like, you know, I'm there now, I'm there now, I'm there now. And I think that's something that I'm learning, you know, with goals and, you know, writing goals and things I need to do. You know, I have them all kind of on this board ahead of me. And mm -hmm. there's about 20 different things on there. But part of me, like, needs to, you know, like break them down and do, say, three of those and then three because I've noticed that, you know, if, if, I, if I've got them all on there, I probably won't do them because there's just, yeah, you know, it's just da, 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 da. you know, like breaking it down and then doing that bit and then the next bit. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, I think um, I read one of the books uh, which had quite a profound effect on me. It's, it's a novel. Interestingly, mm. you know, normally you read self-help books that uh, that do this sort of stuff, uh, but this was a novel um, written by Paolo Coelho. It's called The Sahir, Z A H I R. And um, I won't spoil it for your listeners if anybody hasn't read it yet, but, but basically it, it's about an author who um, sits down to write a book but never gets to finish it. Uh, and actually some lessons in it are absolutely profound. Um, I was fortunate enough to read it um, relatively early in my life. And it helped me understand that you've, when you start something, you've got to see it to the end. So when I charted back on my goals and my vision and plans, I then tried to break them down always in maximum two to three goals is what I'm doing at one point in time. And I then finish them and then start the next one because otherwise um, it becomes quite difficult. A, for the mind to focus, but B also, you know, if you only have X amount of time to give and you're splitting it over too many arenas, it's quite difficult. It's just like, you know, having a chef in the kitchen and if he's going to prepare 12 courses in one hour, good luck to you. But if you've got to do two amazing courses, you can really, really do them very, very well. Yeah. 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 No, no, definitely. I think, but like you said, it, it's, it's so key, you know, to focus, really focus on, you know, a couple of goals or things, whatever it is, because like you said, there's that time aspect as well. Because I think, sometimes we, we can kind of not, not think about time and then before you you know we think we've got all the time in the world and then before you know it's like eight o'clock or nine o'clock you're like oh what am i need to do you know and um oh yeah I, I think that's a really good point and as well with the book the um zahir zahir, zahir? Yeah, yeah 
um yeah i i did have that book somewhere i need to find it again um but i've not read it yet but i've heard good things about it but i think like you said you know seeing it through and knowing that you know you're kind of going to finish it and kind of you know going through that as well because it's almost like that that momentum isn't it you know if you do something if i I do something you get that bit of energy and that momentum behind it because you've done it and then you can kind of gravitate that next thing and it's like if if i don't do something that momentum then leaks into the next day and then i might not you know if if that happens yeah i think that that's actually a very very true and and the, the the fact that you would have accomplished that first bit or whatever one or two goals they will help carry that energy and momentum into the next one. It, you know, again, the analogy you could use is, is of a professional sportsman, you know, whether you're a cricketer or a golfer or a footballer. Once you're on a bit of a roll, things just start to happen. Nothing, ste- you know, sort of steps in your way because you're on that roll. And that's what ends up happening. You just mm. continue to achieve the things mm. because you're on the trajectory of achievement. Mm. Um, Time is, is, you know, you, you raised the issue of time. That's a very interesting point. Um, one, of the, um, one of the things that um, I, I did, um, th- this is thanks to my dad, you know, we had a, mm. we had a thing back home that, um, you know, we all used to get up for morning prayers very, very early in the morning at like 5 a.m. And it's the thing that I've carried on with my life. Um, mm. Whereas most other people wake up at, you know, seven, eight, <laughs> whatever. I decided that um, this thing was going to stay with me. So, you know, if you if you try to do some maths on this and again some thinking, you realize that whatever time you wake up, if you then just shift it by one hour earlier, so let's say you're a seven a.m. Um, uh, riser, start to rise, get up at, at six. Mm-hmm. If you're a six a.m. guy, wake up at five. What what you tend to find is you'll get nine extra weeks mm-hmm. in a year just by doing that you know you get that much additional time and therefore if you use that properly it will give you a really really good competitive edge out not only in the marketplace but also for your own development so you know i i use that early hour before my wife wakes up and so on Mm. you know for for a bit of meditation just to kind of calm myself down and Mm. and have this amazing kind of serenity going on inside and then you know a nice pot of coffee um Mm. Uh, and, and, you know, I sit down with a sort of a pen and paper, which I love. I think, you know, far too many times we, you know, these computers have phones, all kinds of screens yeah. and phones and there's so much noise coming in at you. Mm. Um, I grab a pen and paper and I love doing that because I, I always found that writing forces me to think. And then I just sit down and I think about great ideas. Um, a lot of those ideas are rubbish, but some of them are fantastic. Um, you know, so we now have ended up with investments in, you know, kind of tech, health, uh, fitness, uh, import and export of furniture. Mm. Obviously, our consulting business is there. Uh, we're now looking at setting up a charity foundation, which is all part of our big vision for the, you know, for the, for the decade that we set up. So um, that sort of helps you. It gives you that little, little extra time to, you know, as I say, to think and think, think good ideas. But you've got to use that time you know, properly, it's just pointless waking up early and watching Netflix, for instance. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I think, like, um, I've heard about this a lot and, you know, that, that, that routine, having that good routine of getting up at a certain time and, you know, kind of using that time effectively in a good way. You know, I said with meditation in the morning, you know, like gratitude lists or, like, 
you know, ideas and writing them down. I'm, I'm, I'm the same, like, okay, you know, I like kind of like to have pen and paper and to write things down. And it's like, I find if I have it on my phone, I might forget it. Or sometimes if I, you know, you don't transfer it over. But I think exactly like you said, if you get up a certain time, you're going to have more time in the day to, you know, do those things, haven't you? But you ultimately, you know, in that time, you have to kind of do it, haven't you, in that, that space. Mm-hmm. And I, I read a book, I'm reading a book called The Third Door. If you've read it, The Third Door. And mm-hmm. um, it's, it's about different successful people. And this guy ended up interviewing him. Um, and he interviewed one guy called, um, he, he was like one of the chief executives of Microsoft or Q, Q or Qui. And he, like you said, he, he got the, he worked out the strategy to get up at a certain time. And then he cut it back and cut it back. And I mean, it was pretty extreme what he was doing. I don't think it was too healthy. I mean, he had to stop it over a while. But he had more time because, like you said, he was getting up at four or five o'clock in the morning and he was able to do those things before the other people, doesn't it? You have that time ahead of other people. Yeah, no, that's, that, that's 100% true. I mean, uh, during my uh, tough years, shall I say, or, or growth years, as I like to yeah. call them now, um, I was waking up, you know, sort of two to three hours before most other people would wake up. And so, yeah. you know, one extra hour earlier, if that gives you nine 40-hour weeks, I was mm. getting more like half the year extra because I was waking up so much earlier. Now, mm. you know, the disclaimer there is don't keep doing that for, for all your life. Yeah, I'm not yeah. advising not to sleep enough. But I am saying that as long as you're sleeping enough and you can make yourself get in the habit of waking up one hour extra, um, Mm. Um, you know and then use that time creatively think Mm. I mean ideally the best use of that time would be to invest in yourself you know Mm. because ultimately that thing will make you successful it will Mm. pay you the best dividend you know you you you, you could grow a business but the business could be wiped out tomorrow you know COVID has shown Mm. us that Um, but what you are will be yours forever you know that thing nobody can take you can't unlearn something that you've learned you know I think another one of Bob Proctor's phrases used to be uh, is, in fact, is that a mind once expanded can never contract again. Uh, you know, and and that's a that's a fabulous thing. In fact, we sort of sometimes joke about this and say a wallet once expanded is <laughs> quite difficult to contract again. As well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but you know, I, I think the consciousness is 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 more relevant. Yeah. No, exactly. And I think like when you've perhaps like. You know, being that if, if that happens like financially, you kind of like know how it is to feel that way, isn't it? And you kind of want yeah. to gravitate towards that. And I think, like you said, like like you said with the mind, it's like you know we uh, what's the right word? Is it plasticity? There's this kind of malleable. Yeah. It's very like you know bends and can grow. And it's like you know you think of the the experiences that you've had in your life, and I just think about things that have happened in my life. You you um you can't go back to that person who you were like five years ago, can you? Uh, yeah it's not possible you've had all that experience and you've grown haven't you so you can't shift back you know but i think i think it's 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 really really key and important you know to to think about these things that we're talking about because like i said you know we we have the potential in ourselves to to do this if we really want to and i i i've I've noticed if i get up early a bit early i feel better myself because i'm doing it's it's seven or however early you know eight o'clock seven o'clock or whatever or six i can then do this and then if i have mornings where i don't do that i'm like oh man i should have got off the... you know what i mean i feel it i know yeah. i know i could have done xyz at whatever time um 
but like I said, I think like as long as you get into that habit of doing it, you you, you kind of reap the rewards and benefits. I mean, yeah, I think that's that's a, that's a good point. Um, habits are, uh, but by the way, what you said earlier is also very true. That when you don't, if you achieve something, you carry that energy through. But also, if you don't achieve it, you also carry that energy through. So often, you find people in the morning if they wake up or when they wake up and they something doesn't quite go their way and they let that energy carry with them the whole day is just rubbish i mean number of times i hear people saying oh not having a great day you know honestly i can say pretty much with hanud mahad at least in the last 10 years i do not remember ever ever having a bad day because i don't allow that to happen you know how can you allow an external force an external energy to control what's going on in your mind it just it's so alien to me that, you yeah. know, if something bad is happening, I'll just stop it and, you know, go for a walk, get a cup of tea or something and just rethink it, refresh and start start again, um, as opposed to just continuing in that kind of boomerang effect. Yeah. Um, so rather important to make that distinction. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. I think some of that, you know, just talking about this made me, re- made me think about uh, some that I've been working on and noticing is, uh, you know, when I'm driving, um, you know, on the roads, you get people who drive, drive really recklessly and i think you know when you see people get that road rage and they can kind of flip and they're, rea- yeah. but they're they're reacting to that external thing and i've noticed myself sometimes i'll raise my eyebrows or i used to like you know curse or say something out loud in my car whereas now i'm like i notice what they're doing i kind of like kind of raise my eyebrows to myself and then i kind of let go because i'm like well that's that's them that's, do you know what I mean? That's, that's their thing. And rather than me kind of get, oh man, what the, yeah, what's this guy doing? Blah, blah, blah. And then it stays with you for 20 minutes. You could be driving. And afterwards you're like, why? Why did I just spend half an hour again thinking about that guy? He's gone now, you know? And it's, it's like you said, it's a very mindful place. But I think like you said, you know, not reacting to certain things happening around us, isn't it? Yeah. And that's a matter of choice, right? So, so, you know, very often again uh, when i'm mentoring or coaching people i'm i'm telling them that you know it's it's it you are where you are today based on all the choices you made so if you choose to react to a road rage well that's the choice you know no one's Mm. forcing that on you you making that choice um and so wherever you are in life today is a fairly merciless um sort of outcome of all the choices that you've made so if you want different results make different choices make better choices mm-hmm. um and uh, and so yeah I, I think i think your example is, is is quite fitting because it applies to literally everybody you might not be driving but you still get road rage because you know people are crossing the street or whatever else yeah um, again if you allow that it's a choice that you're making and i, and I don't think it's a good one no yeah no exactly especially over time if people aren't aware of it i think that's the thing isn't it people sometimes aren't aware of what they're doing um yeah i was thinking like as well like you mentioned paradigms like you know would you say like there's kind of certain paradigms to like success and you know certain mindsets and the way um the paradigms are interesting um paradigms can be good by the way i mean very often people think paradigms are just bad actually some paradigms are good and they they kind of help us um you know steer things in the right direction but most more often than not, um, mm. our paradigms uh, are bad ones that we're carrying through. So many times, in fact, this morning I had a meeting with one of my senior managers that I was trying to promote. Yeah. And as I was doing that and having a discussion with him, he kept coming back to me with, 
things. And at some point I just stop them and say, look, why do you think so little of yourself? You're already a senior manager, what's going on? And so from childhood, uh, very often we get these sort of limiting beliefs put into our heads that, you know, money doesn't grow on trees and don't do this and don't do that and you can't do this and you should be this. All of that stuff just ends up in our subconsciousness and it ends up harboring these paradigms which are very often limiting in whatever capacity, whether that's money limits or ability limits. Um, and what's very essential is to understand your limiting beliefs um, and then try to shift them. So I, and it's, it's not an easy task by the way. So I worked out thankfully, <laughs> again, um, mm. having great mentors really, really help. But I worked out a formula. I think I sort of have six or seven things that I do whenever I'm trying to create something of value mm. for the world. Um, that certainly helps me get through this and really understand the paradigm. So step one really is having a big vision, because if you don't have that, those paradigms, when they you know, push their head out, you won't have that big inspiration to help you steer away from them. They will keep mm. bringing you down. So having a big vision, then the number two point is understand your paradigms, especially the limiting ones, and look to change them. Because what would happen is you sit down and say, I want to create this big thing. And a paradigm instantly will raise its head and say, well, you can't really do that because of whatever. And because you can't do this, because of this, because of that, because of all those crazy things that were placed in our head uh, by, by the society. Um, so that vision would help you. So have a big vision, number one. Number two is understand your paradigms and then look to shift ones, especially the negative uh, paradigms. Um, and the third one is make a decision to be successful and then start moving towards it because unless you do it, again, things are gonna get you down. The fourth point is think, but think with purpose. So if you're doing these things in this order, you'll find why it all makes sense. The next point really for me, this works very well, is wake up an hour or two early. You'll get that extra time and it will just help you. This is before anybody has woken up. Your mind can be really calm and clear so you can really focus. Um, and then the sixth point, which is very was very essential for me and, it, and still is, I still find really good mentors to help me achieve whatever I'm trying to achieve, is to get mentored and do not be afraid to ask for help. You know, uh, this is really, really important because um, mentors, um, I, I think also important to make a quick distinction, distinction between coaches and mentors. Coaches are great, but coaches, in my opinion, are performance driven. So they look at performance and say, okay, well, I've done this and that and that. And that. A mentor will often look at everything very holistically. So it's not just about performance, it's about paradigms as well. It's about helping you navigate all of that. And, and so I've tended to find, find that, you know, having the right mentor really helps you nurture yourself much better. And so at the moment we're, you know, expanding our business globally. So one of the first things I, I did back in 2019 was I, I looked for global mentors, you know, people who've done that before. And thankfully I met uh, Kane Minkus and Corey Trevino who've been uh, extremely helpful at the moment in, in in helping me realize that potential. And, you know, within 18 months, we've gone from being in the UK to six other countries and we will carry on uh, to 20, 20 countries that that's the target. So this, this checklist, I can repeat again for, for your listeners, have, have a big vision, understand your paradigms and look to shift them positively, make a decision to be successful and start moving towards it. Think, but think with purpose. 
wake up an hour or two earlier if you can um, and get mentored, uh, you know, find yourself a good mentor. Uh, for me, this six step formula works amazingly. Yeah, no, I think that's really, really, really powerful, like you said, and having that, that structured uh, system, you know, like that, there, you know, there, there's uh, definitely make a difference. And I think, you know, it, it kind of does kind of flick onto the next one, doesn't it? It all kind of counter, you know, on, counters onto the next one, the next one, the next one. And I think, like you said, you know, with paradigms as well, you know, like everyone's kind of got their own different experience, haven't they? So we're going to have different paradigms and different things and all of that. And I think it's it's so important to you know to understand what a paradigm is and to really think you know to you know to you know say write it down or research it and look into what you know your paradigm is and to be able to change that. And I think those steps are you know really really key for people to you know to kind of tap into themselves and to you know achieve greatness. Yeah. That, that, that's exactly it. That, you know, in summary, in one word, you know, a paradigm is a it's a multitude of habits that have been mm. passed on to us, and you have to start doing new habits. So, one of the reasons I put in there, wake up an hour or so earlier every day, is because that will force you to make a new habit. Now, if you can make that habit for yourself, which is an investment in your own self, mm. you will find that then you are able to. You'll be developing an ability to be able to fight these other paradigms because. Ultimately, the, the way to counter a negative paradigm is to create a positive habit. And as you do that, it will, it will work for you. So this is one of the reasons why I put this in my formula, that it helps me create a new habit. And as I'm creating a new habit, it just means that I'm challenging the other negative um, thing that may have been there. Mm. Yeah, no, 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 definitely. And I think like when you have those habits, you know, once, once they become a habit, you're just doing them without thinking, aren't you? You're just getting up and you're just doing it. I remember... Um, you know, you know, I, I when I when lockdown first happened, I started, you know, thinking to myself, I'm going to work out in the morning, and you know, just just do however many press ups or what or the weight, you know, that kind of thing. And mm -hmm. it was horrible because you know I wasn't used to it, and you kind of like, oh. and then but once you once you've passed that mark and you say you've done it for a couple of weeks, you're just getting up and you're just doing it, and then like you said, yeah. that's kind of engraved with anything, isn't it? It's like I, I um, I mainly say to myself i'm going to read before i go to bed and that's something i'm still working on you know to get into that good habit of doing it but you know if you if you do it for a couple of days that momentum builds and you, and you just get you know into that flow of it don't you it's that kind of starting point isn't that's difficult i think like people say but once you're in it then yeah and it's also um it's also understanding you know the, the way that the mind works when you're developing a new habit Mm. Um, so what you want to be doing is having baby steps so what I do is I say to myself for instance if I'm trying to get in the habit of reading every day I would say that I'm going to just read two pages that's it but that's an easy baby step to do if I just you know pick up a book someday I'll read 10 pages someday I read 15 someday I read one it's not going to really help me develop the habit when it's just mm. two pages, it's quite easy. You get in the habit, and then sometimes you reach a stage where you can't put the bloody book down because it's so fascinating, <laughs> but because you've developed, you've worked on creating that habit. So that essentially is yeah. the point. Yeah. No, I think that's great advice. I think that's really great advice. And I think, like you said, that those kind of small steps then lead into big steps. And then before you know it, you're going from two pages to 
reading the whole book. Like my grandma reads and she would be like, oh, I finished that book last night. And I'm like, I'm like, what, really? I'm like, you fi- I'm like, you finished the book in like two days? Adam, I'm sorry, yeah. I, I lost you there for a second. Could can you, you, can you, you repeat Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Um, you can hear me now. Can't hear you yet. Can you hear me now? Hmm, can you hear me now? Hello? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, as if we just got interrupted there because of the connection. But uh, hmm. I, we're talking about books and reading, and I was saying uh, just now that my, my grandma reads, and she'll be like, oh, I'll just, just finished that book last night. And I'm like, like what? Because <laughs> she's, in, you know, obviously got the, those habits of just, yeah. you know, just plowing through a book. Yeah, yeah, and and actually that that's that's amazing, isn't it? Because because you know back in the day before all this tech was thrown at us, you know you would sit down in your library and you'd have these books and amazing stuff to read and you learn from them. These days it's quite easy to pick up the phone and just be flipping through somebody's feed mindlessly. Mm. Actually, you're not even thinking about uh, what's happening, mm. and um, w- which is why I said you know social media has its own place. I'm not. I'm not sort of um, yeah, yeah. knocking it, but I'm just trying to say that, you know, uh, it, everything should have its space in your life. And um, and mm. that's all part of being successful because, you know, one of the rules is make the best use of your time that you've got, you know, it's return on, in, return on that investment. So the more time mm. you can invest in your future, in your work, in your mm. growth, uh, then the better return you're going to get. I'm not, I'm not sure... Uh, what scrolling through social media feed is is going to give you as such mm. than a few likes and so on, which are probably yeah. virtual anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I think like you've got to be very, very cautious of your time, and it's that kind of balance, isn't it? You know, with uh, social media, I think it's yeah. being being mindful of what you're doing on that platform, isn't it? Like when I go on, I go on there, and I'm like, I kind of have that intention that we're like, okay, I need to post something. I'm yeah. gonna post this, post say a podcast episode or something. Da-da-da, done that okay done yeah oh i like it like, i'll go on so-and-so's profile look at them oh i'm coming off now yeah and like you know being mindful of that time because like you said it's that investment you know time time is precious isn't it and you could you know what could you be doing with that you know what else could you be doing with that time um yeah well, well, well. it's interesting because you know from your point of view what you are doing when you're going to social media rather than just going through you know somebody's feed or these news and so on you're going there to give value to people because mm. podcast or your comments and quotes that you put out there mm. are, you know, quite useful for other people to look at and see. Mm. Um, so for me, that's a value. You know, you're giving giving out use value for, for people. Yeah. Um, so I suppose my comment is more geared towards the fact when, you know, you sit down and you're just going through BBC or whatever else and yeah. literally going yeah. through a feed, which... Yeah. Uh, yeah, like each to their own. But as a, you know, if the topic of conversation is success, I just don't see how that is, you know, yeah. congruent. It just, yeah, it takes away. I think I find that if I ever get, say, I used to get caught in those quite a lot, and it's like you kind of forget about what you were doing. It's like mm-hmm. Christ, if if you want to be successful, you know, you could have something on your mind that you haven't really set on doing. You look at a feed, da 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 da, and that thing that could have made you. You know, an idea—it just disappeared, and yeah. I think it can be quite dangerous. But uh, yeah. 
but as well, like I was just thinking about what, what are your favorite books, any favorite kind of books that you like to read or audio books? Yeah, I mean, you know, books are a huge um, part of, uh, of my life. And this, that habit for me developed, um, you know, back, mm. I, I touched upon earlier, the, the really challenging, tough growth times. Um, mm. So, you know, back in the day, there wasn't uh, social media anyway. Um, but, you know, books were that little break for me from, you know, four jobs that I was doing and then studying yeah. in the uni. So if I'd get 20 minutes on a bus or whatever, then I'd, I'd read books. So it just became a habit. Um, you know, I've, I think on average, I read well over 40, 45 books uh, every year. But I think there's like three or four books that you that you pick that you think, oh my God, they, they actually had a, a fairly profound, um, you know, effect on, on you, on, on me certainly. And so one of the first ones um, was a book that I read by, I think it was by Gay Hendricks. It was called The Big Leap. And it was mm. all about, um, you know, understanding the paradigms, you know, how, how do they work? What ends up happening and so on and how you can make the big leap um, by, you know, reflecting on paradigms and understanding them. So The Big Leap was a great book uh, for, for, for me to uh, for me to read I, I touched upon the zahir which was uh, amazing and that book really helped me um understand that once you start something you've got to take it to the end uh, and because it was written as a novel it was a really nice story to get into and it was quite an easy read and but but very thought-provoking and, and i love that um and then the other couple of books um were actually recommended to me by bob proctor um uh, one of them which probably if i had to pick one if i had to pick one book ever it would be this one. It's called As a Man Thinketh, um, and it's by James Allen. It's a very small book, uh, but, it, it, uh, you know, just absolutely profound. You know, it's all about, you know, we become what we think about. Um, and, and the very interesting lesson in it for me was that, uh, you know, if you think about nothing, you become nothing. Um, so so that was a great book. And I suppose the last one that I choose is, um, is, is a book called You Squared. So that's Y-O-U and then squared as a mathematical squared. And this is all about um, multiplying your output rather than just increasing it a bit. So, you know, a, a company that, that that's growing, often companies grow at, you know, 10% year on year or 5% year on year. But you as a person can, uh, you know, increase your output by 50% a year or even 100% a year just by focusing on your own ability and on your own thinking and by tackling the paradigm. So... The whole point is that you could square your your growth. Uh, again, what's interesting is that as a man thinker, there's probably got about a hundred odd pages, and so is uh, U squared is by Price Pritchett. Um, but both are just incredibly fascinating books. So I'd probably pick pick these four um, out of um, out of endless that I've read. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome, and I think like it's so important to read, isn't it? Because you can take so much value from you know reading books and knowledge and you know, you can apply that to your life and really kind of like, you know, kind of adjust that, you know, what you're taking in. And the Paulo, Paulo Coelho, I can't pronounce his name now. Paulo, Paulo Coelho. Was, yes. He, um, he's a really good author. And I, I've only read one of his books, which is The Alchemist. And that was yeah, quite amazing. good. And, um, but he's a, he's a really good author. And, um, you know, you really need to look into his books. We do. Um, and the, a man think of as well, I, I've, I've, got that somewhere i remember reading, i think i read half of it mm. but what i read like what i remember reading is like you said really kind of key because it talks about you know how we think and you know those kind of inner kind of 
beliefs and the thoughts and you know like you become what you think you are aren't you yeah i mean you know uh, this is a bit of a spiritual comment but really and truly uh, you know we are you know you're not your body you're mm. your you know what's inside your body um mm. you know a spirit a soul and ultimately a soul is a collection of thoughts right and that mm. book for me just absolutely made me think and monitor my thoughts uh, and, you know, so many times, you know, we're sitting down, there could be a million thoughts going through your head, but you're not thinking, you're not controlling them, you're not mm. purposefully, purposefully thinking on things. And so that really helped me, uh, number one, monitor what I was thinking, and then number two, uh, by slowly working on that, helped me control, uh, you know, what I'm, what I'm, uh, what I'm thinking now. Mm. Uh, so, so, yeah, amazing. But, you know, the fact that if you don't think about things, um, mm. of, of value uh, you know that comment that i said earlier if you think about nothing you become nothing and yeah it's a very it's, sad state of affairs yeah and i think like when you think as well you're just thinking into something you kind of tap into a frequency you tap into something and then things start coming to you don't they it's like when i was driving back home i was thinking of topics you know for um so i was occasionally trying to do these uh, instagram lives mm. where i talk five minutes yeah. And I was thinking of topics just to think about. I couldn't think of anything. And I was thinking, you know, topics, topics, topics. And then a few things came to me. But yeah. I, I initially had to have that intention in my mind to then kind of, you know, draw off onto something else. If I was just driving a lot, driving along thinking about, you yeah. know, no intention, then nothing's going to come to you, is it? That's exactly it. And if you connected to what I said earlier in the you know, yeah. section, that you've got to think you know if, if you're not thinking of going driving from london to nottingham you're not yeah. going to pick up the map the fact that you were thinking about that the you know you you found you know the answers sort of came to you and that is very true in life um in, in most things mm -hmm. i say even if you know it's simple things isn't it like you see people when they're shopping and they're probably looking for groceries and they're thinking oh we are oh i need some xyz you know ingredients and because they're putting that out there but then Think, oh yeah okay we need to get it you know so it can, it can be applied to you know lots of things yeah. not <laughs> yeah very true yeah yeah very true very true um, i mean i i just hope that you know um people would apply these sorts of things to you know to, yeah. to themselves to their lives you know mm -hmm. um this life that we have you know it's it's there's no trial runs right it's, it's the mm -hmm. only one you know it's not like you live halfway and then you can go back and start again that is it yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's our own, it's it's our opportunity, and and we we should absolutely take it, grab it by its horns, and say, I'm going to make something out of it. Um, mm. You know, if I can if I can come from a, a developing country um, at the age of 17, um, lose everything, and then start over again, and then end up, you know, growing a business that's doing multiples and millions, mm. um, and yet have a desire to do more. Um, mm. not just for myself, but to make an impact on the world, mm. Um, mm. you know, just, just everybody can, uh, yeah. it, it just needs people to think and make a start. Mm. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I think you're doing amazing in what you're doing. And, you know, it's, it's been, it's been, it's been great talking to you, you know, and listening to your experience and, you know, how you're doing well and, you know, you're wanting to provide value as well and you're providing value to businesses and people and, you know, you wanting to do a charity and stuff like that as well. And I think it's really inspiring, you know, talking to you about these things because I think, you know, it kind of really, you know, 
makes you realize the potential that we have as people and as well like before we like round up i'm just wondering um like role models like do you have any like role models or mentors like like now or growing up yeah i mean professionally family friends i mean yeah look um i think i think making making it you know you may have heard and and there was a common theme in my discussion around you know making an impact making a big dent Mm. uh you know one of the people that i always saw as a young man uh, was was bill gates you know for me um yeah you know he the fact that he's he's taken malaria uh, malaria um head on he's taken polio head on he's tackling water crisis in africa head on and yeah. and just almost trying to solve these issues at wholesale level is just fascinating and it's a great example of when you have a big vision uh, mm. you could you know you could achieve it and you could do that and whatever your political persuasions i mean i know these days there's all sorts of uh, yeah. controversies going on but but let's leave those aside you know just as yeah. a human being what he's been able to achieve is just absolutely phenomenal and for me that was a that was a huge mm. thing um you know bob proctor i've been listening to stuff for, for years and mm. to, to then eventually kind of get in the mentorship program was was fascinating that was great um and these days if i'm honest with you i'm um uh, i'm learning a lot he's one of my mentors and also a dear friend and i certainly mm. look up to him is uh, mm. ken minkus he's um, you know he, he runs a company called industry rockstar which uh, i think operates in about 32 different countries wow um, yeah. just you know a, a great energy just always happy positive always helpful and and always available you know we, we speak on skype he's in america and just always available and, and i think that's that's a great um thing to be you know as a mentor but also as a friend so yeah i mean i think um lucky enough to have people that you could look up to and try and map your life um Mm -hmm. through them uh and then learn uh, from from their experiences too yeah yeah no definitely i think it's so important isn't it to have those mentors and role models to like look up to and to you know gather resources from and um but no you know i think it's been it's been great talking to azif and um you know i think you know it's amazing what you're doing and i wish you all the best and you know continue success in what you're doing as well and um i think like where can people find you on like say a website or social media that kind of thing yeah sure uh well first of all thank you very much for having me i hope um you know the, the, well, i mean first of all really enjoyed uh, the discussion but uh, also hope that our discussion um is also useful for your for your for your listeners um, for yeah, me, no, um, I, I have a personal website, which is um, asifm.world, that's A-S-I-F-M.world. Um, and you can also find me on Instagram, which is um, official um, asifm. Um, so, um, you know, you, you, you can, yeah, I can, I can put it. To connect. Yeah. I can also put it in the description as well, so people can, yeah, can also great. click it and find it. That would be amazing. Um, obviously yeah. on, on LinkedIn too. So you, if you just tap in Mohammed Asif um, Investor, you'll, you'll find me there too. Yeah. No. Awesome. Awesome. But um, but no, like it's been great talking to Azif, and um, amazing. you know, I, I wish you, I wish you a very good evening, and you know, all the best, and you know, I look, I look forward to seeing what happens, and I'll stay in touch. Awesome. Thank you very much, Adam. Thank you. No, no, you're most welcome. Most welcome. Tune in.
Hi, I'd like to say a massive thank you for listening to the podcast. I really hope that you was able to take some positive value away from this episode. I'm also on YouTube at The Positivity Podcast. If you would like, share and comment or subscribe, it would really help my channel to grow. I'm also a certified and accredited life coach that helps people to live a more fulfilling life and to achieve their goals. Any questions, any feedback for my podcast, you can email me at thepositivitypodcast at gmail.com. And any inquiries for life coaching, goal setting or mentoring, please email me also at the same email address, thepositivitypodcast at gmail.com. Now, I hope you have a great day and stay tuned for more episodes. Take care. Hi, I just thought I'd uh, make this announcement that I'm looking for someone to sponsor my podcast. If you would like to sponsor my podcast, um, please email me at thepositivitypodcast at gmail.com. And I'm also looking for, you know, people who want to advertise their content on my podcast as well also. Um, You know, we can talk more about it on a Zoom call or, you know, like a WhatsApp call or something. Um, you know, into the kind of uh, deeper side of like, you know, how much it's going to cost and this kind of thing. But I'm looking for people, you know, who have a business or a product or a website or, you know, something that they kind of want to promote. I'm happy to promote that on my podcast and I will do a pre-roll, mid-roll, end-roll. So I'll, you know, talk about what your product is and where people can find it, how much it is and, you know, deals and this kind of thing. So if you have a product or know anyone that has a product that they, you know, want to put out there and they want to gain more traction, please, please, please email me at thepositivitypodcast at gmail.com. Um, even if it's an app, you know, you have an app that people are creating, um, a website, a pod, you know, or, or another podcast, uh, please get in touch and let me know and I'll be happy to uh, look into it and promote it on my show. But uh, yeah. You know where to find me at the policy podcast at gmail.com. Thank you.